this week. I am very happy to have someone who I have met and worked with in person before. His name is David, and David is from Portugal. And he's going to take the reins this week and uh, host the interview and get into some questions. So, uh, David, you can you can take over from here and introduce yourself. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Hi, everyone. My name is David. I'm now 27 years old. I started to to know Chris around maybe two, three years ago. Um, and I, I follow him and his work for a while. I started to really connect with it with time and uh, especially lately uh, what he has been doing. It has been something that has really helped me in my path. And I think uh, uh, too much of you that are listening right now. And uh, yeah, I think we can start. So Chris, uh, one of the things that I would like to, to share with you, and I think that also many people that will be listening can relate with this, is that for the past few months, me and my friends uh, have met some women during our path with whom we connected. Uh, we got along really well with them. And uh, with some of them, we also get uh, intimate, uh, really good connection. And... Uh, it sometimes happens that as we get more intimate with them, uh, at some stage of the interaction, they start to show some kind of blockages that they have. So what, what we try to do is uh, we try to create this space for them of comfort uh, where they can open up, when they can, when they, where they can be at will, uh, we, we try to remove the fear of being judged or, or mocked and uh, just let things flow for them. However, even while doing this, uh, sometimes we feel that they get locked up because they remember past events with guys or other things that happen in their lives and uh, they simply cannot fully trust the moment. Sometimes <clears throat> some kind of traumas come up, or even if we end up making love, it help, also happens that uh, they cannot reach their orgasmic nature for some reason that they do not understand. But in most times, uh, it seems like it is a lot of tension, you know, like physically, sometimes I feel that tension coming up. Mm -hmm. uh, so we, we can feel it. And uh, at, at times, yeah, it, it feels like this. So my first question would be, what can we, as a man, in these moments, do to help women deal with their insecurities, fears, traumas? So besides creating that space that I mentioned to them, mm -hmm. what is there that we can actively do to help them? Your work. See, you said that her traumas come up or her tensions come up or areas where she starts to be blocked comes up and you straight attempt to hold those spaces of her not being judged or mocked as you said and, and in order to attempt to move these blockages but my question to you is where are you blocked in your life as a man because this is going to have a direct impact on how much energy you have access to in your own self 
how much consciousness you have access to because you know you could whereas one man could be with a woman and say you know she's totally jammed up in tension and i'm giving her this space that you've uh, invited me to give her chris and i'm attempting to hold that space and be loving with her but she's still not in her orgasmicness and she still is finding it difficult to surrender so she's got all these things going on but then at the same time that woman could be brought to a man who is of deeper embodiment or a man who knows himself more or that woman could come to me for a session as an example and i would see none of those problems she would immediately start moving into her orgasmicness and opening up and it's not because i am any better or uh any higher up in terms of value than you or anybody else the only difference is that i have let go and opened up the parts in myself as a man that have been having me walk around with less and less charge because really what the woman is responding to is the man's charge that's what's penetrating her so a woman can feel her pain and her sadness and her insecurities and her tension coming up if the man is a very low level of energetic charge to him meaning that as a man he is not vibrating as a man energetically speaking then there will be really no activation on his part so there'll be nothing to almost blow up and magnify all these insecurities that she's feeling because that's the first thing when a woman comes to a man who is carrying a whole lot of himself whatever she is feeling is going to be magnified 100 fold depending on the level of charge that that man is carrying and when i say charge i also mean presence is level of consciousness so um i totally honor what you as a man are attempting to step into and that you are stepping into but you just got to be patient with it you got to realize that you cannot push someone to go to some place that they're not able to go to because they don't feel safe enough with you to go there and they may not even feel that on a conscious level but their body their own energetic frequency does not feel safe enough to go to some places with you based on the fact that you still need to continue doing your your internal work as a man locating all the places in you that have been deeply feminized locating the places in you that have been weakened locating the places in you where you're afraid to even allow yourself to be a man to speak as a man to move as a man because if she doesn't feel you being a man then she's got nothing to respond to it's much less about the practical and much more about your ability to just stay in presence with her staying totally with her and learning to detect her subtlety so you can tune into her more and more and more and be there as a loving firmness for her to totally let go into and you will have to navigate your own life as a man to figure this part out because this is the part that i or no other man can tell you how to do it this will come forward from your commitment 
to letting yourself let go of all those insecurities and those fears and as I said, those ways that you have been feminized and weakened in your life as a man. Mm-hmm. So I almost apologize in one sense that I can't give you a clear answer on that. Uh, I think I think I do understand because what you're trying to say is that uh, that work is not something external; it's something internal. So yeah, it starts because the woman feels you. See, this is the thing: she's feeling you. That's what she's responding to. So she can only really respond to the depth that you can meet her at. And the depth that you can meet her at is in direct alignment with the depth that you've went internally with yourself in your own life. So just continue, you know, keep keep moving through what it is that you're moving through. And I'm sure you have already noticed in your process the difference in how the feminine responds to you now compared to before. Yeah. <laughs> so it will continuously evolve like that as you evolve. And this is not just how a woman responds to you, because that's really not what it's all about. That's what people think it's about. But this is how life begins to respond to you. Realize that, yeah, it's beautiful to be able to offer and share your your beautiful maleness with a woman in a way that's going to really enhance her. But also check yourself and say, well, do I want this because of my ego? Does my ego want to see her respond to me like I'm super awesome? Because if that's what it is, when the going gets tough, when the real pain and mishandling and the reality of who she is and what she's been through starts to come up out of her in the room, if you're in it for your ego, you're going to walk out. You will never really be able to be there in a way that will take her as deeply into herself as possible. Because you're only there for the glittery parts. You're only there for the confirmation of, yup. I'm awesome. She's an orgasm. That's really what people hear a lot about the work that I do. What they don't see is the fact that I spend hours, hours with these women as they're just crying because of the level of trauma that they've had to hold down deep inside of their tissues. So it really depends on how far you want to take this as a man and really why you want to be engaging with women? Do you want to be there to actually assist or are you only there to assist your own ego through her? So clarify that. Because I hear, men, I'll work with a woman and, and she'll start opening up and she'll go back to her partner and then during sex, she's, you know, she's going into all that opening. So the tears coming, the, the screaming might start coming, the bodily functions might start ha- happening. She might start coughing uncontrollably or making all these, you know, gross sounds in terms of what society deems as gross. And the man is like, well, I don't like this. No, I don't want you to be like that. I don't like that part of you. So that immediately shows where the man is functioning from. It's not wrong. It's not bad. But it shows what he's in it for. Yeah. I, so I, I, I wanted to just you know clarify that and make that point. 
that this really should not be about you coming to 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 try and open her so you can feel better about yourself because the woman will not open to the man who's doing that because the man who needs to see her open for him to feel better about himself he's not carrying very much energy for her to even open to yeah yeah i understand it starts it's not something that we are like actively doing let's say but it's something that we need to to work on ourselves and uh, as deeper as we can go within ourselves and really understand the bullshit that we are telling ourselves or if we are doing things for ego or if we are really doing what we should be doing and not what someone else has been doing. So by dealing with all that internal stuff and and blocking those parts of ourselves as a man internally, then we, when we are in presence of, of a woman, she will also be able to go deeper within herself. She will have no choice. See, that's the reality of it. Everything is energy. So when a woman comes in contact with a man who who's really freed himself up, she will start having responses and reactions to him from a physical standpoint that she just doesn't understand. She will start turning to mush around him. You know, her brain will just, her mind will just start switching off and she won't be able to think straight at times. Her body will start turning on. And her mind will start turning down. This is the beautiful benefit that the man who is being here as a man, that's the beautiful benefit that he has to share and bring to the women. It's the form of release from the, the madness that women are kept in, just locked in their head. And men as well, just being locked in their head. So you really start to, to witness life mirroring back to you witnessing the feminine mirroring back to you how you have chosen to show up in your life mm-hmm. so it, as i said it really there's no choice she either has to you know allow herself to be there and to allow herself to receive the intensity that's that's radiating from you that's penetrating her to bring her body back to a place of softness tissues literally start softening in body emotions start coming up a whole lot of feelings starts coming back up she starts to feel drunk in many instances um as an example my my wonderful assistant emma is currently spending a few days with me we try to check in every so often Uh, in person so she's here with me for a few days and she's just uh, you know after about a day she's just mush (laughs) she's just falling around the place but it's beautiful because it's allowing a lot of stuff come up and it's allowing her to get a lot of more clarity on what's really been going on for her yeah so that's the beautiful healing benefit of the masculine and that's really what i'm encouraging men to or why I'm encouraging men to do their work so they can come back to being this type of healing healing rod, almost. Yeah, because it's not something... 
sorry, uh, I was saying it's it's not something that we can actively do. Basically, it's something that we are. Exactly. It's what you're being. Yeah. Okay, I, I appreciate that. It, I, I, I really felt what you were saying. Beautiful. Okay. Uh, okay, and now taking also that into consideration, okay. but more, for example, on uh, the woman's side, you know. So let's say that we are not with we are not with them; they are like by themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, what What can women do? like to deal with all their tensions how can then how can they identify if they are really dealing with their blockages or tension or running away from them for example because i have some of my, my girlfriends let's say that also listen to your podcast and, and like your work and this is a question also like to try and help women for the woman it's more important than ever that the woman can really be hanging out as much as possible down in her body, down in her self-expression. It's, it's almost shocking that something so important as breathing, which is something that we cannot really live without in this life, if we don't have breath for, you know, just a few moments, it's literally game over. So we tend to focus and, and women will tend to focus on, on things that are more external and more superficial, maybe going to the gym or doing yoga or working out or even having beautiful intentions and doing this meditation work and doing this yoga work and getting into spiritual forms of of embodiment and all these practices can be engaged with but if we choose to ignore the most important thing in regards to sustaining aliveness and in this case for the woman the breath because most women who come to me cannot breathe their body has been so locked up. They have been so locked in their mind. Even women who are yoga instructors, who are meditation teachers, who are breathwork teachers, I mean, people who do this as a living, their breathing is totally jammed up. And the depth that a woman can breathe and the depth that a woman can relax down into her breath all of this is going to be in direct alignment with the amount of her own divinity, the amount of God that she allows back through her being. A woman's breath and a woman's ability to be deeply with it and in it and have it being open in her body without it being caught up in the chest or the throat. Most women can't get past the collarbone or the lungs because the heart has been so, so jammed up. There's a ridge of tension that's running under, for the most part, it's running under the ribcage in the woman. It's jammed up in the solar plexus. So as long as that is happening, it's going to be very, very difficult for her to be any way embodied. 
So it's bringing things back to the simplisticness, to the things that we really need to start paying consistent momentary or moment-to-moment attention to. Because if a woman can't even breathe, then she cannot feel her reality. If she cannot breathe deeply and relaxed down into her being, then she really will not be able to feel the levels of trauma and the levels of pain that she has been holding on to. She will not be able to engage with her intuition and her intelligence to the depths that it was intended and envisioned for her to engage with it. The One of the reasons that this has become such a huge problem for the feminine is because how much we've shut her up how much we've been told her you know patting her on the head and she's a little child and telling her how to be a good girl and telling her how to behave in public and telling her how to be a partner or a wife or a mother or a girlfriend and then on the other side of the spectrum you have the rebellion with the women who are deeply pissed off and they're full of anger and pain, and they just want to scream at everybody, but they're doing it from a place of hyper-masculinization. So they're also sacrificing their ability to be loving and soft with themselves as they bring their expression forward. So to answer your question and swing back around, I would immediately invite women to come down into the sense of self that they feel, to start engaging their breath, to start engaging their their sound, allowing themselves to let out what they feel as authentically as they possibly can, not in the way that they think will be accepted. When women lay down and have sex with a man, most of it is performance. It's one of the things that is so evident when I do the work that I do with women. Immediately, the first thing they're doing is attempting to perform for me. It's like, what are you attempting to do here? Because there's no energy in performance. She's not even present in performance. That's how she's continued to damage herself, trying to appease a man or trying to appease other people and feeling though she cannot express exactly how she feels at this exact moment in time. And it becomes a struggle, an internal struggle. So as a man, you got to be there to be clear so you can spot what's real from what's unreal in her. So you can be of beautiful support to her coming back to what is real inside of herself. And for the women on their own, you can do this work with yourself as well. But it's going to, go down to the depths of your presence. So whatever level you can be present with yourself, that's the depth that you'll be able to be with yourself and express yourself and feel yourself. But she definitely needs to start allowing herself to relax more into her body. Because this is where all of her deliciousness lives, all around her breasts and her heart and her chest. The place of feeling, basically. So she needs to disconnect from this belief that she feels that feeling is weak. That her being sad or crying is something that is unattractive and hideous and just not to be seen. 
women have been indoctrinated by the fact that when they cry or express themselves, when they're around men who do not have themselves as men, the man gets uncomfortable with her emotion, with her expression. The man's like, hey, cool it, you know, cut it out. Stop crying, you know, you'll be fine, pull it together. You know, be strong. Yeah. But what he doesn't realize is he's weakening her and he's pulling her further away from her power because of his uncomfortability with himself and his own femininity. So, I mean, I hope that answered your question, mm-hmm. but it's, it's really about the women stepping away from their mind for a second. Yeah. Because the mm-hmm. mind is causing all of her suffering. It's causing so much of her tension. Taking up practices like dancing is so beneficial to women. Mm-hmm. Singing is so beneficial to women. Anything that involves movement and expression where the mind doesn't have to be questioned and engaged with, yeah. that will all be deeply beneficial to her. Everything that feels like active limitation, let's say. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it, it comes down really to breathing, relaxing into the body, and really also a bit like us, like identifying those those points of tension and really breathing into them. And well, you don't even need to find the points of tension because if you take a breath, mm-hmm. if you're being aware, you'll feel all the places that your aliveness is is stuck because you won't be able to breathe into those areas because you'll find it very difficult to embody those areas or to feel energy in those areas. You don't need to find it. If you're, if you're just being in awareness, your body will bring it up to you. But then we immediately want to go in and fix it because we think it's a problem and it's wrong. This is not how you bring aliveness back to these areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, allowing them be there <clears throat> and allowing aliveness come to that area naturally in its own time it, it calls for our patience yeah I understand, I understand and I relate with something which is uh, at some stages uh, when I was breathing I, I felt that really the air could not go to some of the places in my body, right? Of course, of and, course. And those are some of the blockages. Yes. Most people are blocked in their diaphragm, in the solar plexus, the ribs, the top of the abdomen. So they really can't exist anywhere lower. And as a man, it's, it's really important that you can be living from your God center, which is your genitals that everything you do is emanating from your genitals. Along with the rest of your being, but that needs to be your center. Because that's what you've come here with. But because men have been so feminized, they've been told bypass the genitals and now come to the heart. And be in the place that is not correct for you to just attempt to embody and be there all the time. It's not healthy. It's not safe. 
If you want to know how unsafe it is, all you got to do is look around in society right now and see the levels of abuse that are that are occurring from men onto women. This is not because a man is in his penis or in his God center in any way. This is because the man has been taken so far away from it that now he needs to abuse in order to feed that lacking that is in, inside of him because of how he has allowed society to internally retard him. When you put a man in a place where he's not supposed to be, he starts to lash out. This is where all of that is coming from. And one of the reasons is because women have also become so terrified to be in the place where they really need to be embodying, which is their heart, which is their unconditionalness, which is love. And because women are so afraid to be in this area, you know, they come into relatings with men and they say, hey, man, be in your heart more. Be in your heart more. <laughs> and what she's not aware of is that she's bringing the man to some place inside of himself that is never intended for him to hang out in for long periods of time. And she weakens him and she uproots him. And then she starts to resent him because she is too afraid to go to the place that she is looking for him to bring to her. So she's not willing to go there. So she wants him to come in and be the woman. So the man needs to be able to communicate with the woman in a way that starts to steer her back to her place of power. So she can start to fall back into her receptivity and her beautiful surrender and allow the man to come forward with what he is here to bring which is his maleness, so he can penetrate her and make love to her in a way that will totally open her deeper and deeper to all of the beautifulness and the unconditionalness and the love and the feeling and the intuition that she is naturally in alignment with. But now the woman is so afraid of receiving from the man, and I don't say that, as an idea, I say that because this is what I see and experience with the women that I work with every single day. So, you know, it's for many people, it's a harsh truth to hear. It can be triggering and it can, it can bring up a lot of different emotions and feelings when I speak about these things and the way I speak about them. But I'm really not concerned with anything other than what's real. Yeah. And we really need more than ever right now to come back to the simple humanity because people are getting sick from all the ways that we're being twisted and pulled away from what's natural. Yeah. Society is doing that to, to all of us in a way, right? Like uh, making men behave in a way, making women behave in a way, and we are just pulled out from who we really are and who uh -huh. we should really be. And then, of course, crazy. We, we as men then cannot be there for women in the way that we should, and women then cannot be there for us in the way that they should. Exactly. Like, almost like the the roles are shifted and distorted in a way, right? Totally distorted. Totally. I heard yesterday that in Ireland, currently in the medical system, they're now opening cervical scans to men transgender. 
So men who have chosen to change their gender to female Mm. or attempt to, they have now opened medical resources to offer cervical scans to men (laughs) who identify as women. That is fucking crazy. (laughs) Because they're wasting so many resources. They're wasting people's time. Imagine being one of the doctors or one of the physicians who has to conduct that. How could you sleep at night knowing that you are wasting time on utter nonsense when you could be actually bringing that time to women who really need these procedures and really need, because all it's doing is taking up space unnecessarily. And it will always have an impact on the opposite. But that's just a small part of it. <laughs> it's almost difficult to believe, and I still don't know if I actually believe that. Yeah. But that's what I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it seems that instead instead of uh, in general as as humanity getting closer to where we should be, we are like drifting away. Mm-hmm. Like each time further and further. But awareness and truth will bring us back. Truth is the only thing that can bring that can bring intelligence back. And that's why men more than ever really need to be in alignment with that. He is the gatekeeper, where the woman comes in and then fills a space with life. But if the space is not safe, if it's not clear, if it's not rooted in in truth and in health and in intelligence, then whatever comes into that space is really going to be deeply affected and damaged by it. And I almost feel like most men just kind of toss away their responsibility. They don't really understand the depth of importance of their responsibility and the impact that it has on the community. So we really need to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can, can it happen that uh, we, for example, as a man, as men, that we are like in our paths and uh, with time getting deeper and more connected with ourselves, can we be like in some way because of the polarization attracting women uh, that need more of this uh, manliness, let's say, of this male energy that is being more rooted, let's say? Well, I would say that all femininity needed, all femininity need a healthy polar opposite. It just depends on whether or not they want to let go of a lot of the childishness and the the manipulativeness that they have kind of signed up for and that they've been trained into not even just with men or with other people but with themselves women are, are incredibly skilled at being very manipulative with themselves and I've really seen that firsthand just in the internal struggle that starts to happen and the conflict that starts to happen when their energy of who they truly are starts to rise up in them. 
it starts to go against their their manipulativeness. And there's like a little internal battle going on in those moments. So what I would say to, to clarify is, yeah, uh, the man who is being a man is going to be of enhancement to femininity, naturally. And the woman who is being fully in her womanhood is going to be such a beautiful, beautiful inspiration for a man just to be alive. You know, because you know you're a male. So when you see a beautiful woman being a beautiful woman and in expression, it's the most wondrous thing to observe. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, like it, it puts you in a trance just to be able to sit down and just like, whoa, what is this individual doing to me right now? Because just watching her being in her womanhood, in her authenticity, is one of the most beautiful gifts that a man can ever receive in his life from a woman just to see her be a woman it it's almost life affirming femininity is so beautiful it is so life affirming and it keeps a man nourished it keeps a man focused it keeps a man driven on on his path to see and feel that woman of powerful embodiment being there as a support with him and as a mirror for him. But for the man to allow himself to see that, then he's going to have to get out of his childishness. He's going to have to see all the ways that he is manipulating himself and other people around him, all the ways he appeases in order to kind of sacrifice his maleness in an attempt to pull and get what he wants in the form of sexual favors or different things from women. Because hmm. the man will just throw his fucking dick on the chopping board in order to pull sex from a woman. Men will come up with ridiculous lies and techniques and manipulative behavior just to try and get a woman into bed. But doing that, you know, he dwindles his own essence when he engages with himself and allows himself to perform like that. Because that's no posture for a man. A man should never have to pull for sex. A man should never have to convince or manipulate a woman into being with him intimately. That is no posture for a man. Because when a man really does his work, just his beingness, just him being there will be enough of an inspiration for that woman to go, you know what? <laughs> Whenever you're ready, man, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> you know, step to me, come to me, because I would love to lay down with you. That's the level of authenticity that we really need to be functioning in. Where we're not so caught up in, oh, I can't say what I feel, or I can't say what I want. Women got to be out there playing all hard to get, acting like they didn't even see the man or feel the man. That's no posture for a woman. It's why she's so miserable. Because of how much she sacrificed her receptivity. I don't see you. I don't feel you. You can't impact me. You can't affect me. Because she thinks that's a direct correspondence to how strong she is how little she can receive, but that's not true. The lack of her receptivity 
is the lack of trust that you can really place within that woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just want to finish up that point by saying I never want to be here to be berating people or just telling people what's wrong with everything. <laughs> now, that yeah. is not how I spend my day. Um, so people see a very small window of my communication in these podcasts. And I really just feel the need to speak to what I have to speak to. There's also so many beautiful aspects to all of this. But more often than not, all that you really see are the parts of it that are really choking people up. And the more I can speak to those places of indoctrination and conditioning as dismal as they may seem, it will bring more attention to those areas, which will bring more energy to those areas, which will allow life to come back in and restore health and balance. Yeah. Which is why I don't speak about just all the flowers all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It won't bring healing. Yeah. Yeah, we, we need to go through all of that to, to really heal. So, and, uh, and con- continue on, continuing on that about, uh, I remember you talk about uh, being with what we hate, resent, dislike, feel shame towards. Uh, be with our trauma, right? And uh, however, uh, sometimes these feelings usually come up at some specific moments, you know. So when when doing certain action or something happens in our life, and now uh, this trauma comes up or this feeling comes up, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I do understand that we can deal with that in that moment, which is the perfect moment i think of course to deal with that because it's when we are feeling it more lively right uh so my question would be more for example when we are with ourselves you know how can we bring the feelings from those moments how can we reach out to that trauma in us or and those feelings that at those moments were uncomfortable for us, how can we, when we are just with ourselves in a relaxing moment, uh, try to, I don't know if it's the right way to say, but access that and really be with it, you know, because since it's something that sometimes is just, it's just triggered at some situations, uh, I, well, you, you've needed you see the thing is in some cases you can't just pull up something that is not already moving in you at that moment in time that's why life and situations and relating is so powerful for spiritual development because it will trigger and bring up so much in a person so these are the moments that you've got to engage with it. Not so much when you just go to an empty room and sit by yourself and say okay all that anxiety that I felt when I was with that woman I wanted to come up now so I can deal with it yeah Uh, (laughs) you'll find that it's very possible and it is attainable Mm -hmm. but early on in somebody's process it will be very difficult possibly to bring that up so it's also kind of a little cop-out because you want to bring it up in a place where you feel more comfortable yeah, safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> your desire for comfort is 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 what's actually having you running from everything. Mm. 
So be in it in the moment when it comes up and learn how to, you know, breathe into those areas and relax into those areas and and be with those areas in whatever way that they want to move around in you. Because the more life, the more aliveness, the more attention, the more consciousness you bring to these areas, the more they will start to come back into a state of aliveness and health. But the moment is really the place to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's more about being more alert to ourselves and uh, always yeah really really like what i'm feeling right now is being as conscious as possible at every moment so when something like this comes up we can really deal with that in the moment and even maybe you can you can only deal with anything (laughs) in the moment there's no other time for you to deal with anything yeah Do you think then uh, that uh, it would be healthy, for for example, if we know that something triggers some discomfort in us to actively seek that discomfort so we can deal with it? Sure. Sure, you know, go into it and see how it feels for you. It's totally okay to utilize life in the ways that, that you can utilize it. What it's not to be confused with is going into situations that your nature and your being does not want to be in. Mm Because that's what most people do. That's how people actually live their life. They do a whole bunch of stuff that they don't want to do and they live their life just because they feel like they got to do all these things because people says, well, that's just life. You just got to do that. So I don't mean in that way. I mean, when you actively know something brings up a huge amount of energy in you, go to that. Mm-hmm. Because that will be of benefit. The places where the energy is pulled out of you and it just drops out of you, avoid that. If you just lived your life based on going into places and going in directions where energy is generated and amplified in you and avoiding and staying away from <clears throat> going into areas where your energy is being dropped out of you and and almost removed from you, you'd be so much happier and healthier. Yeah. I I can relate with what you're saying because what I've been feeling uh, for the past few months as I I start to go deeper within myself is that... uh, You know, that little voice, which I think is the intuition, tells me to do something or to act in a certain way. And when I, when I act aligned with that, it seems that everything goes well, you know. Mm-hmm. And when I don't, uh, then when I'm there, I feel that something is not quite right. And it's a bit, I think, related with what you just said. For uh, sure. Like people sometimes unconsciously go to do something that is not what they really want, but maybe that little voice, the the intuition, you know, uh, they're not listening to it. They think it's just gibberish, for example. Uh-huh. 
That's what the mind does. That's what the ego does. It attempts to override your intuition. That's why there's so much conflict in people because the mind and the head says one thing, which is usually coming from others, conditioning, indoctrination. And then the beingness, the body, the energy, the spirit is calling for something totally different. And it's about learning to live your life based on the second, mm-hmm. the body, the spirit, the nature, the felt sense. And only use, utilizing the mind almost like a calculator. You don't always use the calculator. You just pick it up when you need to use it mm-hmm. or something specific. For the more, more rational things, let's say. Exactly. Yeah. There's very little that you really got to be rational with in life. That's what you'll come to understand as you start to progress through your own process. <laughs> that there's a whole, like most of the irrational, or irrational stuff that you think you got to do, you don't got to do any of that. Yeah. I, I'm laughing like this because what you just said just really connected with me, you know, and I, I really felt uh, that I had this quick overview of my life and I really feel that yeah, a lot of things we just, rationalize instead of feeling and when you when we just feel and we do what we feel we should be doing seems that everything is aligned and everything happens like i don't know like domino pieces falling in the correct order Mm -hmm. the way it was intended and also you find that when you start to feel and do based on what you feel you will get such an increase in energy so fucking fast to blow your head off your shoulders. Mm-hmm. And it feels just right, you know. This is what everybody wants, is that level of freedom. Yeah. That's why people do drugs and drink, and so they can just numb the mind, so they can feel and do. But, you know, there's another way to do that and to have it be an actual long-standing foundational part of who you are and how you're being here. But it's not as easy as just drinking some alcohol or taking some drugs. It involves your commitment to, to engaging with your mind in all the ways that it wants to control everything and second-guess everything and question absolutely everything that your beingness wants to move towards. It will bring up all the wrong things that will happen if you do the thing that you feel you want to do before you even do it. Mm -hmm. And it will scare you so much that you sit back down and go, fuck it, I'm not (laughs) going to do it now because my mind has just let me know just how terrible it's going to turn out. Yeah, <laughs> the ego playing tricks exactly and the more you listen to it the more you follow it the more you feed it the more powerful it gets the more in charge of your life it becomes the more it robs from you yeah. life is risk you gotta risk your life in order to be able to live one that is of, of alignment for you Everything is risk. And that's why people use their minds so much because they want safety and security because they think it's a thing. (laughs) There is no safety and security here. We have everything we need in the way that we need it, but that's it. 
Mm-hmm. Put all the external ideas around safety and security. These are just things that have been fed to the fragile mind in order to keep it controlled, to keep it in line. So you don't get up and start being too magnificent for anybody. Because then what would society do with you? Uh-oh, you know, Dave is getting a bit too magnificent over there. He's getting carried away with himself, is what somebody might say. They'll mm-hmm. say, oh, he's feeling pretty good about himself now. Look at him, he's starting to feel quite cocky. Oh, now you're getting arrogant, David. You know, don't be so magnificent. Come back down to earth. Yeah, You know, realize you can't do the things that you feel like you want to go and do. So there's all different mechanisms and words and language that will that'll be used as weapons against consciousness. It's just weapons against consciousness. Yeah. And we need to respect ourselves to really see what we want to do in that moment and really go with it and not with other people think or say that you should be doing Yeah, you gotta respect yourself because you gotta respect life. You gotta respect God, and you are life. You are of godliness. So, if you're disrespecting yourself, you're is the biggest form of blasphemy that people engage with every single day. When you treat yourself so miserably, because you think it's honorable, or you think it's a humble thing to do. There's no humbleness in that because you disregard spirit. You disregard everything that you have come forth from and the magnificence of that. So yeah, that's why I always talk about coming back to your body and yourself and really coming to know yourself and understand yourself because through that relationship, you will naturally start to come closer to you know, that godliness, that life energy, your divinity your intelligence, all that support that's there for you. So you are almost like a portal for access to it, to everything that a person has been looking for externally. You're the door. Mm-hmm. So the, so b- because uh, I was going to ask something related with this, which is how could someone like differentiate what is ego from intuition from wishful thinking which maybe is the same thing as the ego you know so because when the ego is so filled up because all of these years of listening to it i think like this voice of the intuition is like lower and lower each time and i think it sometimes it can get hard to really differentiate one from well, the other it's, it's easy because The ego is never happy. The ego is never done. The ego has never arrived. The ego cannot sit down right now on this chair and be so happy just being here on this chair. The ego cannot sit with or be with what is. But for now, I think that's good. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for coming on and, and asking some good questions and I hope that the information that you have kind of pulled out of me is beneficial to people and and to you and that people can do something with it yeah thank you so much Chris also
You're very welcome, and it's, it's good to chat with you again. It's been a while. Yeah, it is. I think it was some really, really good conversation that people will will take a lot from here. Great. All right. Well, thank you so much, David, and enjoy the the rest of your day. And to anybody, as always, this is an open invitation to men or women if you'd like to come on the podcast and and basically jump in the seat and and ask me some questions. Maybe I have something that I can offer that may possibly be of benefit to you based on my own experiences and the work that I do. I never claim to know it all. I know myself. That's all I'm really interested in knowing because through that, through the portal of you, you can come to really understand how life functions on a much deeper, simpler, and more intelligent level. Um, so I just want to make that clear as well. I don't claim to know it all, and I'm not here to tell people how to do their life. I'm just presenting some of my own findings forward in a way that may be of benefit. So thank you very much, and we'll talk soon. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Have a nice day. Bye.